0: a pit, and I drive a no Hyundai, I still live with my mom and dad, I'm five foot three and old away, I'm a sci-fi fanatic, mild asthmatic, never been to second base, but there's a whole other me that you need to see, go check out my space. Welcome to this edition of Table Scraps, a production of Table Talk Radio. I'm your host, Evan Gigline, and today's edition is talking about Internet and Christians. Uh, what, what should Christians be aware of? What dangers are lurking out there on the Internet? Uh, you know, we, we use the Internet day in and day out. You know, when we have outages. Uh, you know, for some reason, your Internet goes down, your computer doesn't work. You seem to be going through uh, some case of withdrawal, and you're wondering, what did we ever do before the Internet? So the Internet, I think, is a good thing. This radio program would not be coming to you without the technology of the Internet. But because it serves as a good thing, does that necessarily mean that everything on the Internet is worth looking at or using? That's the topic of discussion today. And our guest for this is Steve Inslee. He's a, a ma- owner of American Family Online, has 12 years of experience in Internet safety. Uh, American Family Online is an Internet filtering and uh, Internet service provider. Welcome, Steve Inslee. Thank you, Evan. Now, uh, is the internet a bad thing in and of itself?
1: Oh, great question. Great question. <clears throat> no, the internet actually is a good thing. There's uh, just as your listeners know, there are many wonderful resources on the internet. It's a tremendous resource for for good, for education, for entertainment, for communication with family and friends. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of good on the internet, and to call the entire internet evil is just not accurate. However, the Internet, like everything we humans touch, uh, has a dark side. It has a very dark side and a very destructive side. And that's the battle we uh, wage here at, at American Family. We're, what we're trying to do is help people understand the risks, the dangers, and then help them provide them the tools to protect themselves, protect them fam- their families themselves and their families from the, from the dark side of the Internet. That's what we do. And uh, it's a... Uh, it's a frighteningly large battle. There's just a huge amount of content on the internet that's destructive, that's contrary to our Christian values, and uh, probably even more insidious than that. It's, it's a very stealthy in its approach to what it's doing to the hearts and minds of our country. So uh, it, it goes beyond just the pornographic sites. There are Probably the most dangerous sites on the Internet today for Christians are the social sites, uh, sites like MySpace and Facebook and YouTube and Zanga. Uh, Those really are far more dangerous to our Christian families probably than the pornography sites. Not that the pornography sites aren't dangerous. They are very dangerous. But uh, Christians do try to avoid sites like that. However, they, they are equally involved in the social sites, and that's where the risk is at.
0: That that kind of brings me my next question. When, when people think about uh, dangers on the internet, maybe yeah, you know, we've all seen the movies. Uh, you know, someone takes control of the computer, can get into your computer and, and take you. Know, I don't know, credit card information or something like that. Um, you know, you have a lot of experience in internet safety. Obviously, uh, hackers is a problem we look to look out for. But is that uh, one of the main dangers of the internet?
1: Well, certainly identity identity theft is getting a lot of the press lately, uh, and it, and it is very dangerous. Uh, People are uh, not aware of is happening on their computers in terms of stealing their identity, bank accounts and credit card numbers and Social Security. That's, that's a very high risk. Uh, we do a lot of work in that area, but primarily our work is more in the area of the risks to the soul, to the spirit, to the uh, relationships. Uh, really, the spiritual risks are the ones that we're talking about. And for, our, for us Christians, we know this is not our world. Uh, we're headed for a better place, and there's really much more risk to us in the terms of what it does to our relationships with each other and with God. That's that's really a much greater risk for us. And the Internet is far more dangerous in that area for most people. There are a lot of tools out there that the secular world has designed to to help protect your identity, uh, firewalls and antivirus and anti-spyware and all uh, anti-malware, all of those tools out there exist in in hundreds of different forms, and they do a pretty good job of protecting you from identity theft. But you won't find much in the way of protecting you from uh, illicit relationships, from child stalking, uh, from all of the other social risks that come along with the Internet. You just just don't find much in the way of tools unless you're looking for them and unless you're willing to work uh, with someone like us.
0: Well, let's then talk about those social networking sites, ones like MySpace and Facebook. You know, when, mm-hmm. when Facebook came out, everybody was jumping on and I just wanted to go against the flow. I didn't want to jump on the, the bandwagon with everybody else. And then after a while, it became as common as email and I just wanted to, it became a pride issue. I didn't want to, you know, jump on the bandwagon. Um, but, mm-hmm. but what then are the, the real dangers of social networking sites like MySpace, Facebook and Zynga and the, and the rest?
1: Okay. Well, Evan, you and I might be the only ones that didn't jump on the Facebook <laughs> bandwagon. <laughs> uh, I didn't either. I had I had a lot of concerns about it because I knew what Facebook about. I knew what the original Facebook was for, and it was originally for college students to communicate with professors and each other. Uh, it's gone way beyond that. Now, in fact, I just saw an announcement uh, Saturday that they've got over 300 million members now on Facebook that's equal to the entire population of the United States when you think about it, which is wow. enormous. Uh, but what are the risks to, to the social sites? Uh, there are a lot of risks. And, and let me start by framing it with this. The the social sites tend to legitimize marginal behaviors that then lead to behaviors that are self-destructive. And... Uh, To demonstrate this, a site like YouTube, uh, very, very popular, no, no doubt about it. Millions of people use YouTube every day. Millions of Christians do. But YouTube is a completely chaotic, uncontrolled environment from the standpoint of Christians. It's uncontrolled in the sense that there's no limit, no restrictions on what can be uploaded to YouTube. Now, occasionally YouTube will remove an email if somebody complains about it. They won't remove it on their own, but if someone complains, they will. Sometimes they'll uh, flag it as having adult content, but there's really no way to prevent anyone from viewing that, even if it has an adult content. They have the warning, but it doesn't stop people. It just warns you. So what happens is you get uh, people that are trying to Attract attention. Uh, YouTube is all about being popular. uh, And the the more hits you can get on your particular video, the more popular you feel you will become. And uh, what happens in order to gain uh, attention and popularity, you see all kinds of extreme behaviors acted out on YouTube. I mean, anything you can imagine becomes something that seems to be desirable on YouTube just extreme extreme behaviors now even if we Christians could successfully avoid those behaviors what comes along with good videos uh, for example you might have a video about a particular politician this happened last fall a lot with the elections might be a video about Sarah Palin well uh because there's no restrictions the other videos and the other co- and the comments that come up with the video, and, you, and all of you know that a, a, a YouTube video doesn't come up by itself. It's, it's surrounded by other content, including comments. Well, the comments get extremely vulgar using the F word and, and taking God's name in vain. I mean, just even for good videos, it's like the enemy is out there looking for those and trying to destroy the content of that video. In addition to the comments section, the other videos that pop up, like, for example, Sarah Palin, uh, there were a lot of uh, impersonator videos that popped up, like Tina Fey from Saturday Night Live. And those, a lot of those videos, impersonator videos, are very vulgar, extremely vulgar, or videos that are meant to contradict anything that Sarah might explain or describe in one of her videos. They'll come out with an alternate video very profane, very vulgar, and that doesn't even touch on uh, the other uh, intimate behaviors that you might see on a YouTube, uh, or even the commercials for that matter. The, the A lot of the commercials on YouTube are extremely, uh, at best, in poor taste, at worst, just outright pornography. And uh, what that's doing, what I started out saying here, and hopefully bringing home, is that it normalizes. It makes it normal to use the F word. It makes it normal to have that kind of extreme behavior. It makes vulgarity and and uh, immoral behaviors become the norm in what most people think is an innocent social uh, site, social agenda, and it, it desensitizes. And and where people would have been absolutely outraged at the use of the F word uh, 30 years ago, now it's almost like it's every other word in a sentence. And uh, what what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of people may not even know what the F word means that are using it. If they do know what it means, it's it's just a very vulgar form of, of an expletive and it desensitizes us to uh, common courtesy, to... Um, taking God's name in vain, it's just—what uh, it, it does is take a whole generation, the YouTube generation, and it says, this is the new norm. And when the new norm is in direct contradiction to our Christian values, that creates a problem, a serious problem, with relationships, with with our lives as they're lived out with, uh, with our relationship with God.
0: We've talked about on this program, on Table Talk Radio, uh, even— um, I guess the, you could call it the, the quality control of of YouTube in the sense that, um, you know, I don't know if you heard about this video circling around for a while, the Zeitgeist movie. And the Zeitgeist movie made some uh, particular claims about Christianity that would, uh, in an attempt to debunk, saying that Christianity was a copy off of some uh, ancient Egyptian religions. And so here all these people were watching this, you know, five-minute YouTube video and completely, you know, <laughs> Uh, throwing away their faith because they watch a five-minute yes. YouTube video, uh, uh, not I not, 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 ha- yeah, not yeah. having you know researched any of the the claims uh, of, of the video, and so mm-hmm. with, with anything can be anything being posted, I think is is the luxury of, of YouTube, but also is, is working against maybe uh, intellectual uh, scholarly uh, assertions.
1: Well you make an excellent point Evan it, it just seems like anything posted to YouTube is taken as gospel it's never questioned I shouldn't say never but it seems like people don't question it they just accept it and take it as the truth which a uh, vast majority of that content isn't true uh isn't even normal
0: is it maybe and I think this is also I think uh, a thing with uh, Twitter is uh almost uh, creating kind of a, a narcissistic attitude uh with with amongst our population so you know here I, I don't know. I, I watched the, the introductory video for for Twitter, and, and the claim was that you know you don't you don't share the small things with the people you care about, and so here we have people you know t- saying about how you know I just ate a donut, and I, I feel like I needed t- to tell people about that. Um, mm-hmm. But also I mean, these, these video blogs too, where people are you know set up their, their webcam and they talk about nothing for about ten minutes, and then expect people to to check out their video blogs.
1: And and again, I think what. What we are trying to do with social sites, here, here's the real danger, the real spiritual danger. We are trying to fill that, that God-sized hole in our heart with things of this world, with, with human relationships. There's our, our soul and our spirit naturally seeks a relationship with God. And when we don't have that, we try to fill it with other things. That's what these social sites take advantage of. They, they fill these uh, that God-sized hole in our heart with counterfeit relationships and... and uh, they make it easy to do that and it makes it seem like it's real and it's and just like everything evil there's enough truth in it to make it desirable but in the end it's just counterfeit
0: okay so for those listening that have a Facebook account uh, what precautions would you have them take as far as their account is concerned
1: uh, thank you I appreciate that question um, let me start out by saying I don't recommend using MySpace at all I, I, I would recommend most people avoid that if you know, entirely. Um, YouTube is another site that I say if you you don't have to use it, don't use it. Most of the good videos you see on YouTube are available on other video sites. So you don't need to get exposed to YouTube. Facebook, uh, from our experience, is probably one of the safer social sites, but it still has a very dark side to it that you need to be careful with. And there's a new fad going on in Facebook now with the mafia wars and the uh, Farmville and those seem like innocent games and attempts at communication but they turn very vulgar and very uh, obscene very quickly so you have to be very careful that you want to avoid that Uh, there are tools out there that can help you um, uh, protect yourself a little bit Uh, for example the filter that we provide uh, will uh, scan the content of Facebook as it's downloading to your computer and it will filter out the bad content Uh, for the most part it will catch Things that are inappropriate or vulgar or uh, evil, and block those out, but still allow you to communicate with friends and family in an appropriate way. It will still allow you access to that, but it will help protect you from the destructive. It'll do the same thing with YouTube and MySpace, but again, I don't, I don't encourage people to to use those un, unless there's some purpose for it. One of the things we haven't chatted about is just the tremendous amount of time that's wasted on uh, sites like Facebook just doing things like you described, uh, um, just uh, sharing bits of their life that are, are just trivial in an in attempt, attempt to reach out and be recognized. Uh, one of the other things we didn't touch on is where these social sites lead to in terms of behaviors. Uh, uh, you may have heard the term sexting. Um which is just uh, recently
0: that I, have I heard about that? But please,
1: yes. Uh, well, sexting is uh, uh, a fad right now. More than a fad, it's a behavior that uh, young people are tending to use with these uh, iPhones and Palm Pilots and Blackberries, where they take pictures of themselves in in sexual uh, positions or sexual sexual frameworks and send it to each other. And, and in fact. I want to share a little story with you. I I did a talk recently at a grade school about internet safety and the principal after my talk came up and shared with me that a second grade girl in this school, in her very school, uh, disrobed, put a towel around herself, took a picture of herself and sent it on her iPhone to another second grade boy in the school and a and that boy, of course, turned around and sent it to everybody he could think of. So the parents of the girl were just mm. totally destroyed. The, uh, the boy's parents were angry, and the principal ended up spending two weeks of her life trying to get the situation resolved within her school simply because a 7-year-old girl who had no idea of what she was doing, she'd just seen other people do it, sent a picture of herself in a sexual framework to another boy in the class. At seven years of age, I mean, it's just incredible the impact that that's having. But that's what's going on. And for older children, it's much more explicit. The images are much more explicit. And, again, it seems to be the way to uh, the youth uh, make themselves feel significant, make themselves feel like they have an identity, what their identity is, or, or connecting with a relationship. And, again, it all comes down to filling that God-sized heart a hole in our hearts.
0: You're listening to Table Scraps, production of Table Talk Radio. We're talking about Christians and the Internet with Steve Inslee. He has 12 years' experience of Internet safety and is owner of an Internet service provider company called American Family Online. I want to encourage you to tune in again to Table Scraps on January the 3rd. We're going to be coming to you live talking about creation and evolution with Dr. Charles Jackson. We'll be taking your phone calls live uh, to answer all of your questions on creation and evolution. Steve, uh, talk about uh, the other uh, danger with social networking sites, uh, things leading to, like, uh, suicide and and uh, kind of the, the friendships that uh, – so-called friendships that are developed online.
1: Sure. Ex- excellent question again, Evan. Um, most people or many people have heard of the story of the girl recently that – committed suicide, it made, made national press, uh, due to a false account that was set up on Facebook and uh, by by some people that just didn't like her, friend, not friends of hers, but uh, peers, they set up a false Facebook site and then they just posted all kinds of vulgar and evil things about this girl. And she was not able to deal with it emotionally or psychologically. She couldn't deal with it. That was the reason she had trouble making friends in the first place in school. And it. she was so distraught over that that she took her own life. Well, that might sound like an extreme case, uh, an extreme reaction to that. But how many people are in these social networks that are are being put down and and again, the language is a big part of that. Put down and, and criticized and hurt. How many are being destroyed spiritually? How many are dying spiritually uh, because they're seeking of affirmation? They're seeking a relationship, and what they get is more put downs, one after the other after the other. An extremely harmful environment to learn who you are in the eyes of God. To learn. Uh, what your identity is, who you really are, and, and uh, how you're, you're made in the image of God. You're not going to learn that in a social site. What you're going to learn is what everyone else who thinks that they're lifting themselves up by picking on you, that you're going to learn how they hate you, and, and you're going to learn all kinds of cruelty. It's a tremendous—it's um, it's really a tremendous destruction to, to a person's identity self-esteem and—, and uh, relationships.
0: Well, and I think what was most disturbing, if, if we can uh, take the news reports accurately from that case, is that the parents said that we were very involved in what the child was going to. We, we we you know made sure we knew what she was going on, but it seemed like her talking to some friends on MySpace, whatever particular social networking site she was using, seemed like talking to some friends on the internet wasn't a big deal. What was the big problem?
1: Uh, you're right. The mom did Uh, did uh, state publicly that she was real involved with it and and, I appreciate the correction it was MySpace not Facebook Um, uh, her mom said she was greatly involved with it but the truth is uh, the parents are not involved as much as they would like to be or think they are it's pretty tough for them to be involved I often hear this myth that well my kids won't do that because I've trained them properly uh, and I don't need to check what my children are doing and their bedroom is their privacy, so I can't invade their bedroom to um, see what's going on in their computer, that, that type of thing. I hear that all the time from parents, and it could, nothing could be further from the truth. Who's the parent and who's the child? Uh, the fact is parents don't know what's going on in these social sites and have no idea what's being exposed to. And again, I don't know the family personally. I know other families, though, that have been involved with similar situations, including a, a suicide. And... In all those cases, without exception, the parents had no idea what was going on, and I doubt this mom really did either.
0: So what advice do you have for uh, parents of of children, uh, young teenagers, who uh, find themselves in front of the computer screen three, four hours a day?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting. I, I talked to a mom yesterday, and uh, her solution was uh, for her daughter that, in high school that had schoolwork to do on the computer. They purchased a laptop, and the laptop stayed in the kitchen and could only be used for schoolwork in the kitchen where it was public and everyone walking by could see what was going on. Uh, that was her rule in her household. It's a tremendous rule. It's one even that the FBI recommends. Don't don't let your child have uncontrolled access to the Internet in the, in the privacy of their room. Make it a public computer and, and be sure... That you know what's going on, and the only way to know what's going on is to become educated. You, as parents, have to know what the, what the child are doing. Learn how to use the history. Learn how to use tracking tools. Learn how to use a filter like we provide. Um, provide the tools. Provide yourself the tools, and then and then the expertise to be involved with what your child is doing. You you're certainly involved in your child's diet, what your child eats. Uh, because it's life-threatening. Well, you need to be involved in what they ingest into their minds and souls because that's equally destructive if they ingest the wrong contents, like poison.
0: That's right. Now, one thing that mm. we, I think we've only brushed upon is this issue. I, I mean, we, we've all seen the Dateline specials, haven't we, uh, to catch your predator? And so we have you know these, uh, I, I don't know, what the, I guess Dateline producers, I think they have actually a crack team now, that, that they'll pose as, as young adults under the age of 18, online and, and they get these creeps to come to their come to the house and they arrest them. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a real danger or is this just something we see? Oh, yes. TV?
1: Oh, yeah, it certainly is. I get stories almost weekly from uh, subscribers that we involved with of, of similar situations, very real. We had a local prosecutor here uh, in, in the state where I live, Florida, that um, was caught by one of these uh, traps, by one of these setups. Unfortunately for every person that's caught, there are several million that are not caught providing the same activity. But I could share with your listeners, and we don't have time to do this, but I could share hundreds and thousands of stories about very similar uh, predatory behaviors on the Internet. It's very real, and it's very local. I mean, If you think this is happening to people in big cities, uh, it, that's a mistake. It's happening in your neighborhood, your school, your church, your child or your spouse. Someone is out there. Uh, stalking them
0: talk about uh, maybe the, uh, the differences between different internet filters uh, uh, and and maybe what would be some ones to uh, to look out for? I know your company provides some, but well what are some uh, good filters and what are some filters that that don't really do the job
1: well when you when you look at a filter, you have to take the approach that you do with 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 everything in life as a Christian you know does this product, service, uh, reinforce my Christian values, or does it just uh, pretend to uh, be a safety tool? There are a number of filters, secular filters out there, that will protect you from the worst of the worst in terms of pornography, but they don't do anything with these social sites. They don't even protect you from sites like Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue, which is extremely erotic. It's intended to be erotic. it has topless models, and it generates uh, emotions and feelings uh, in young men that are meant for a spouse you know not not to uh, be experienced outside of the of the uh, bonds of marriage and uh, a non- Christian internet filter won't take that perspective. it won't look at things like that. Victoria's Secret, or Sports Illustrated, or Fredericks, and and take an approach that whatever content's on there is erotic, we're going to try to block that. And and then even with good sites, what we would call a good site, and I'll, I'll use foxnews.com uh, dot is is one. I, I mean, most people would agree that Fox News is a conservative. Uh, maybe closer to our Christian value than the other websites. I wouldn't call them Christian by any means, but closer to our Christian values. And yet, even on the Fox News website, they have a social section that is just incredibly bad. It's inappropriate. It has images that are inappropriate, and it has content that's inappropriate for young or old. Well, a filter. a good filter will allow you access to the good on that site and protect you from the bad, from the bad content. So you want a filter that has... Uh, page-level discrimination that can take a look at the page and the content on a page and and make a decision to help protect you and your family regarding that content. Uh, If a a filter blocks the entire site, then you've blocked all the good on the site as well as all the bad. And, I mean, that works, but it tends to make the Internet restrictive and then people give up on the filter and don't use it anymore. So you want a filter that works with real people for real purposes that allows the research, but but also honors your Christian values. And there are a number of filters out there that uh, come from a Christian perspective. Ours our certainly has uh, done that unapologetically for 12 years. We do come from a Christian perspective. Uh, another thing to look at is how secure is the filter? By secure, I mean uh, how can you assure that the filter is going to be there when you need it? Uh, many, many filters have a simple username password override to shut the filter off. And what happens in that case, uh, a filter with a password override is basically a filter that's turned off when it's needed the most. So you want a filter that can't be disabled that easily, uh, something with an electronic key that requires a key in order to disable it, and the key is only available to to the authorized person, member of the family, uh, or whatever criteria you want to use for that. But something that prevents the filter from being being disabled when it's needed the most. Uh, that's another key item to look for in a filter. So, uh, And you want a filter that um, uh, doesn't slow down, of course, your, your operations or your work. You want something that's usable because anything that the filter does that conflicts with legitimate work is going to discourage people from using it and uh, therefore will be disabled or, or uninstalled. So, You want something that supports your values, you want something that can't be disabled when it's needed, and you want something that doesn't interfere with the things that you need to do. Those are the three basic criteria.
0: Thank you, Steve, for joining us today for Table Scraps. Sure, my pleasure. We've been talking with Steve Inslee. He's owner of American Family Online with 12 years of experience of Internet safety. Uh, You can check out American Family Online by going to afo.net. You know, the internet is sort of like a microcosm of the rest of our lives, isn't it? I mean, we have access to all these things, you know, but because we have access to all these things, does it mean that we should access all these things? And it is also kind of like a microcosm of life in the sense that uh, it seems no matter how well intended we are, no matter how well we try to, to go to the right sites or to or to you know do the right thing even in our own life it seems that we always just miss the mark doesn't it and of course we do because we are we are fallen sinners we, we are sinners who have been born under Adam and Eve and uh because of this because of this truth that that we as humans constantly miss the mark uh we have the 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 loving promise from 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 God who who sent his only begotten son uh, to die on the cross for all of our sins and so, the, all those times that we would miss the mark, uh, that, that God would take the punishment for those sins upon Himself. And that's the message we find in, in the cross, in, in Jesus Christ. And uh, that is, is maybe the, the, the starting point to, to see who we are in Christ, uh, being baptized Christians, being clothed in Christ's righteousness. Now, being Christians, ones who have been redeemed, what is the best way to go out and live as ones redeemed? Thank you for listening to Table Scraps, a production of Table Talk Radio. I'm Evan Gigline. Tune again uh, to Table Scraps on January the third at eight o'clock Central Time. We're talking with Dr. Charles Jackson with creation and evolution, and we're taking your questions live on TableTalkRadio.com. See you next time.